And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin a very special Thursday here at Red Eye Radio. Gary, how are you? Yeah, good. I didn't, I, I didn't, you had that effective pause in there. Gary, I was, uh, how I was are expecting you? to hear what? <laughs> what? Gary McNamara. What? What? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing really good. I got I yesterday I was I complained at the beginning of the show I didn't get any sleep. Uh, I got nine hours. So my gosh, I'm totally I'm I'm totally ready to go. It was just a one day thing. I uh, I got nine hours. Yeah, yeah. over the last yeah. week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we talking week or day? <laughs> last day. Oh. Oh, never well, mind. Well, remember, that's in two separate sleep shifts. Mm-hmm. Five and a half hours the first one, three and a half hours in the second one. Well, mine, mine's in seven. <laughs> the, the what? Mine is in seven, seven over sl- a week. Oh, yeah. seven sleep shifts. Yeah, I got nine week. hours in. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, well, I, I will I will uh, uh, say this. we got a ton of things to, uh, to talk about. Uh, very happy to announce at uh, the... Uh, uh, White House presentation of awards yeah. uh, for uh, females on International Women's Day. The Women of Courage Award went to a man. And it's about time because women don't have courage. Men have courage. Well, you think about it. Think about now, you, This does make sense. It really does make sense that a man would get a uh, a courage award. Now, maybe not as a woman, but as a man. Because think about it. If 20 years ago, if a man said, I'm going to define what a woman is, that would take a hell of a lot of courage. Because women would have attacked him viciously on that. Today, the liberal women go, oh, that's fine. A man can be a woman and that's no problem whatsoever. Please mm-hmm. define what a woman is. Hey, I'm glorious. You see, Gloria Steinem came out and said, <laughs> she came out yesterday on International Women's Day. She's got, shut up. I, you know, I don't want me to be mean, but just just shut up. You abandon you abandoned completely the women's movement in this country when you said it's okay for men to play women's sports and men can define what a woman is. And she was like, there won't be equality until men spend as much time raising kids as women. No, no, you can't say that anymore. 
You you can't say you can't separate it anymore because I don't know. You're trying to say, uh, you know, uh, men are this and men are that, and it's okay after abandoning the women's rights movement. And and she was really in terms of um, I don't know, icons. One of those big words that I really hate. But if you were going to apply icon in this case, it would be her. No, it, that, that's that's legit. That's, yeah, and and so accurate. and and so if you're going to come back and say now after you know completely giving up on the women's movement that men won't be equal until you know basically they're doing what women are they're being women and you're okay with that? I'm by the way. We're fine with that. I don't care how anybody wants to live their life. Yeah, live however you want. But what you're doing is you're saying, and uh, and your side is applauding when a man walks in, and now you can include International Women's Day. Thank you, Hershey's, as celebrating a man on International Women's Day. Don't tell me I need to know what the rules are and what I need to respect <laughs> and what I need to feel. You don't even know what the hell the world rules are. Exactly. <laughs> you you need to get everything straight over there and decide how it's going to be. Oh, wait, we already know. The men are going to take over women's sports, and now they're taking over International Women's Day. And that's the way it is. First Lady Jill Biden and Secretary of State Blinken were slammed Wednesday for presenting a biological male from Argentina with an award for women on International Women's Day. Yeah. This year's annual International Women of Courage Award ceremony at the White House honored 11 extraordinary women from around the world who are working to build a brighter future for all. Uh, and our, uh, a man from Argentina who claims he's a woman, biological woman, was introduced at the ceremony as a transgender woman who was forced out of classrooms, banned for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by, uh, this is a quote here, her family. It would be his family because mm-hmm. that relates to the sex of a Right, right. And again, sex, gender is the same thing now. See, Eric and I don't live in the bubble of today. Therefore, we remember when the liberal transgender activist movement said, there's a difference between gender and sex. There's a difference. Gender and sex are not the same. And like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. That changed. Oh, they are. Gender and sex. It's exactly I, the same. I didn't even. I didn't even see that. Hey, there's there's a new memo on a new rule change. I didn't even see that. No, part. I never it got just the happened. Mem- I never got the memo on no, it. No, and and what I really hate is the liberal media trying to go out of their way, and they haven't even like they don't set the premise. If they're writing a story about a person, then from now from they they name the person and then they go through. And as they refer back to the person, they use they. They, and, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, well, well, who's they? They means multiple people yes. when you're writing about it. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about this person and their family, this person and their coworkers? What are you talking about? Oh, you're only talking about this person. 
And it's just become that stupid over and over again. I see that and I think to myself, well, okay, you guys have given up on journalism too. They've given up on everything. Don't, don't correct my grammar. <laughs> there ain't going to be none of that here as long as we're doing stupid things like this. So, men of the world, congratulations uh-huh. on on congratulations for your efforts and your success on International Women's Day. That's right. And 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 by the way, uh, Gloria Steinem, I did help raise most of my kids. So there. I mean, I, I must have somewhere. It's it, two or three kids. It must be somewhere well, in there. Well, I was waiting for her to say seriously uh-huh. because things are so insane right now. Because uh-huh. remember, men can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was exactly. waiting. I was waiting for her to say, right. you know, we won't have equality in this country till as many men as women get pregnant and have children. That's right. Right. I was expecting that to happen. Right. Steinem. My God. Shut up. You abandoned women completely. Right. Completely. I mean, think we. I still am blown away. Well, first off, I mean, I, I remember when when uh, first year when Trump was in office, mm. and remember they had the the women's march, and it was remember what's her name? I can't think of the actress. I mean, she was just insane. I can't think of her. You know, Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was just insane. Remember that she was absolutely insane. And then the next year, <laughs> there was a split in the women's movement because the first year they were wearing the pink hats that represented a vagina. Mm-hmm. And so the second year, there was a split because that was the year. So 2017 was the year that men also have vaginas. And there was that yeah. there was that huge split. So they can't even, women can't even, according to liberals, can't even have their own march. Right. I, you women can't, can, have, no, you cannot, can't no. have your right. International Women's Day either. They... What do you mean? Women can't even have their own body parts anymore. (laughs) You can't even say we're the only ones to give birth. Exactly, right. (laughs) You can't even say that anymore. Walk into a... Go ahead. Walk into a maternity ward. As as the ladies and and, and all the nurses are, are sitting there and they're holding these new babies. Yeah, men can do that too. Uh, hey, I, I mean, I know we're 15 minutes past International Women's Day, uh-huh. but you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about because we didn't see what was going to happen when we were on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We're going so, by uh, so West Coast time. <laughs> on on this, yeah, well, West Coast time, yes. Uh-huh. We're on West Coast time. Mm-hmm. So on this International Women's Day, mm-hmm. let's congratulate the guys, Yeah, since guys can get awards. Mm-hmm. I think Eric and Gary should get an award on International Women's Day yeah. for predicting... The fall of the women's movement in this country because mm-hmm. of the liberal transgender activist movement. Yeah. And I'm raising my coffee cup here. Mm-hmm. Let's toast the guys at Red Eye who years ago, and if you listen to the show, you know that, predicted the fall of the women's movement in this country, the liberal women's movement in this country, yeah. because of the liberal transgender activist movement. And when Gloria Steinem came out in support completely of the transgender movement and men playing women's sports we said there it is yeah that day yeah we we said wow and i don't know i believe we were probably the first because we talked about this a long time ago Mm -hmm. over over 10 years ago we brought this up yeah no that's inevitably it was going to go this way and i too am raising my there's no it's none of your business what's in it cup and 
<laughs> I also, too, salute the men on International Women's Day. Yes. So. God, that's unbelievable. Oh, my God. Uh, we got a ton of stuff coming up here on the uh, uh, show today. 33 Democratic senators, more than half of the senators, way over half. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 33 Democratic senators voted against the D.C. crime bill. The majority of Democrats in the Senate. Over 60% of Democrats, closing in on two-thirds of Democrats voted for, voted with the Republicans. So apparently, hey, D.C., you listening? Uh, Democrats actually don't believe in home rule. No, they don't. That was a lie. They believe in home rule when it is advantageous to them. Mm -hmm. When it is no longer advantageous... I saw some of the senators speaking the other day. I got, oh, I should have saved the audio. And they were saying that the the D.C. bill makes, I didn't even think about this. <laughs> they were talking about the D.C. bill, you know, makes, you know, their security less. And I went, oh, that's right. They're in D.C. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, they're, they were worried about their safety because of it. So, when it when it comes to home rule, the Democrats really don't believe in it. They lied to you again. Mm-hmm. The majority of Democrats did. Right. So, yep. We we will get uh, to that story. There was a, a testimony on the origins of COVID yesterday. Mm. I want to play this here. This is uh, Lieutenant uh, uh, Colonel David Scott Mann, and uh, the hearing started yesterday on the Afghanistan withdrawal. And it's about time that we heard from people in the military. In fact, that one Marine, I just can't think of his name at the moment, will have his audio coming up in a little bit, who was wounded, that had a shot mm-hmm. at, you know, who, you know, who was the, the, uh, the, the uh, he believed the person who, you know, set off this bomb, and he had a shot, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let him do it. Mm-hmm. And he was crying in his testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is Lieutenant Colonel, retired uh, Colonel David Scott Mann at the testimony yesterday. This whole thing has been a gutting experience. I never imagined I would witness the kind of gross abandonment followed by a career-preserving silence of senior leaders, military, and civilian. As a result of the way that we've left Afghanistan, we're on the front end of a national security crisis as 27 violent extremist groups are now operating on former NATO security bases with Taliban top cover. There you go. You know, we yep. said it, it, you know, and, and the, the seriousness of what Biden did. And again, not just the botched withdrawal, but the lying about it to the American people, how Biden lied about what the generals uh, uh, told him. To, you know, to me, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, maybe some of, you know, some of the lies that we were told in, in Vietnam. But this was so incredibly bl- this was such an incredibly blunt lie of something that you this isn't something that okay it's a lie over a period of time on a war because you want to make sure the propaganda is right this is a lie to the american people this is a lie to the american people about an incident that you can relate directly to 13 soldiers getting killed so we'll get to that and more coming up. We've got a great show ahead. So much so much going on. Mm. 866-90-RED-EYE. 
It's not always easy to spring back from the harsh days of winter to warmer months ahead. From de-icing chemicals to hidden debris underneath snow and ice, winter conditions can do serious damage to your truck. Here's a must-do maintenance check to help you minimize downtime and stay rolling. Have your wheel alignment checked to set you up for a safer and smoother ride. Driving with incorrect wheel alignment can result in reduced performance, tread wear, and steering issues. While you're at it, make sure your tires are properly inflated based on the load you're hauling. Underinflated tires can impact your fuel economy and result in blowouts. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, I want to thank our uh, friend over at uh, Newsbusters, Kevin Tober, for getting uh, this uh, little audio cut here, mm. which which just is hilarious. And this is uh, uh, Chris Hayes from MSNBC. I'm just, I'm just going to play this here. All right. We're not going to get into the minutiae of what he was talking about. Just this statement here, just to show you how insane things are in this day and age. Here we go. Now, I disagree vehemently with Tucker Carlson's assessment of bias in your times. It is not a liberal paper. The New York okay. Times. All right. That's how far, that's how gone they are. Yeah. The New York Times is not a liberal paper. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hold on. <laughs> By comparison to what? Because in today's world, you might try and say, well, no, they're more centered well that's my point that, yeah that's, that's how, exactly the point yeah okay all right i thought you were trying to just that it's laughable in general you're trying what you're well, saying is well, by today's standard they're not left he's saying they're not left that's enough. what i'm saying that's okay. how that's right. how far insane they've gone that, yeah because that's exactly right. what i'm they, thinking they, they look yeah. at the, they look at the new york times and they say the new york times is not uh, the, the new york times is not a liberal paper mm-hmm. because they're not insane like we are well, I mean, you can you you could go back now, and I wonder how long it's going to be before. Well, Barack Obama wasn't a true liberal <laughs> because it, it, we're not far from that. Remember, he's the guy that's going to get us out of war. He's the guy that's going to do all of these things. He's going to now. We you know we covered every single day of the Obama administration. But by today's standards, is he a true liberal? Well, we we talked about this when it came to the uh, the DC crime bill, mm-hmm. where the the liberals they were admitting in in the House they only voted the way they voted uh, in order you know to support the president. They understood they were like, okay, we're gonna we're we're gonna vote for this DC crime bill that lessens the penalties for major crimes. Mm-hmm. Because the president has told us that he's going to back us on it. And then he backs out on it. And they feel completely betrayed. What are you doing here? And then there's got to be a split right now between the House and the Senate. Because the House, you had all of these Democrats vote for it. And then when 
The Democrats in the in the Senate realize, oh, my God, the president isn't behind this. Well, we have an election coming up. We have to move from defund the police because I don't know one Democratic senator, not one, in the summer of 2020 that came out and said, this is insane, talking about defund the police. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they're all scrambling now. Yeah. And so now they look at, at Biden, it's like, well, he's not a liberal. And now they're looking at it, well, the senators aren't liberal. Because the true Democratic Party believes in defunding the police, and we all know it. We saw it. Yep. Don't forget that. Don't be fooled by what they're saying today. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The fourth branch of government, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Well, the uh, the House started their hearings on the origins of uh, COVID uh, uh, yesterday. And you could tell by some of the remarks of Democrats, they don't even want to be on this topic at all. <laughs> it's really amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I was, uh, I'm not shocked by it, but you just wonder, what is the incentive? Is it because they know they... They believe now that they back the wrong thing, so they want to do everything but actually address the you know, the actual uh, uh, issue. But we live really it's, it's bizarre times because and and we talked about this yesterday that this will go down in history when you look at it that how wrong the government got everything in in uh, in COVID and uh, the fact that the the government censored uh, one of you know censored. What might end up being the the without question, as we find out more information, the cause of this? Because I believe science will eventually 
find out what it is and then realize that the actual cause of this, think about the history books looking at this, the actual cause of this, which is only moving in one direction as we, you know, as, as we have, you know, when they look at the science and everything else. Uh, and I don't know why it's classified, why they believe that it's, you know, if it's biology, as many people believe, it's not that they have found they've connected the dots somehow to the to the Wuhan lab or they have spies over there in in China. The belief is it is the DNA. It's the difference in COVID-19 from any other coronavirus, which is eliminating the possibility that it came from nature, that it actually was, you know, uh, in essence, uh, evolved from um, gain of function research. Mm hmm. And the fact you think about that in history, because we still talk about the 1917 pandemic, the flu pandemic. Yeah. That's still talked about. Mm -hmm. Well, this thing's going to be talked about a century from now. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be in the history books that, because it looks like this is what it's turning out to be. Can you imagine if it's definitive, scientifically, biologically, the dots have all been connected. It was a lab leak. And the history books will show that the government tried to hide that from the American people. And and not just not the pol not the politicians, because when you look at it right now, with what Fauci did, and was this was the medical people that attempted to hide it. Because they knew that they uh, what was what's interesting is we You've been mentioning uh, throughout the week. Look, they're they're going to have to have some explainers up there, some scientists up there that that virologists and everything else that can that can put it in simple terms. And I think that was the key to Fauci. He thought nobody knows what they're talking about on this. I'm going to be able to manipulate this situation all day, every day, and he even admitted to doing that. And when you're trying to manipulate people's behavior, expect to have that effect. And then when it's found out, expect to have this effect. I want to go to some uh, audio here. This is uh, former CDC director, uh, Dr. Redfield, yesterday testifying uh, before the committee. As COVID-19 began to spread across the world, there were two competing hypotheses about the origin of this virus that needed to be vigorously explored. The first hypothesis is the possibility that COVID-19 infections in humans were the result of a spillover event from nature. This is a situation in which the virus naturally mutates and becomes more transmissible from one species to another, in this case from bats to humans via an intermediate species. This is what happened in previous outbreaks of SARS and MERS and earlier coronaviruses that emerged from bats and spread through an intermediate animal. The second hypothesis is the possibility that the virus evolved in a laboratory involved in gain-of-function research. This is a type of research in which scientists seek to increase the transmissibility or pathogenicity of an organism in order to better understand that organism and inform preparedness efforts and the development of countermeasures such as therapeutics and vaccines. Under this theory, COVID-infected the general population after it was accidentally leaked from a lab in China. From the earliest days of the pandemic, my view was both theories about the origin needed to be aggressively and thoroughly examined. 
Based on my initial analysis of the data, I came to believe, and I still believe today, that it indicates that COVID-19 more likely was the result of an accidental lab leak than a result of a natural spillover event. This conclusion is based primarily on the biology of the virus itself, including the rapid high infectivity for human-to-human transmission, which would then predict rapid evolution of new variants, as well as a number of other important factors, which also include the unusual actions in and around Wuhan in the fall of 2019, all of which I'm happy to discuss today. Even given the information that surfaced in the three years since the COVID-19 pandemic began, some have contended that there's really no point in investigating the origin of this virus. I strongly disagree. There is a global need to know what we are dealing with in COVID virus because it affects how we approach the problem to try to prevent the next pandemic. The understanding of the origin of COVID is critical to future science research, particularly as it affects ongoing ethical debate around gain-of-function research. Gain-of-function research has long been controversial within the scientific community. In my own opinion, COVID-19 pandemic presents a case study on the potential dangers of such research. While many believe that gain-of-function research is critical to get ahead of viruses by developing vaccines, in this case, I believe it was the exact opposite unleashing a new virus to the world without any means of stopping it and resulting in the deaths of millions of people. Because of this, it's my opinion that we should call for a moratorium on gain-of-function research until we have a broader debate and we come to a consensus at a community about the value of -of gain-of-function research. This debate should not be limited to the scientific community. If the decision is to continue with gain-of-function research, then it must... um, be determined how and where to conduct that research in a safe, responsible, and effective way. All right. Is that reasonable? Is that a reasonable opinion for that doctor to have held, the former uh, head of the CDC, Dr. Redfield? Was that a reasonable opinion to always hold on this? That Sounds reasonable. His, his opinion by Democrats in the media was racist conspiracy theories by the way is it me or did he sound a little like milton friedman when he was talking (laughs) he does have almost exactly like milton friedman when he's talking and but you couldn't have that this is where the left is today you can't have a discussion any question is dissent even by the scientific community and immediately they do what they always do and they go straight to bigotry and everything else, far right wing, whatever, and they attach a label to it, dismiss it, and put it in the corner. Up until recently, they had the help of social media in getting that done, shutting down conversations about a global pandemic, shutting down questions about a global pandemic. And, you know, as he said there, he said, uh, uh, you know, that some, and, and we've talked about the fact that, uh, you know, we know what happened. You know, we know what happened. We know that the public, for the most part, for the most part, the vast majority of the public never bought into the fact that if you had that opinion, that you were a racist, uh, you know, you were a racist conspiracy theorist. In fact, even before the FBI came out last year 
the majority of the public. It was over 60% believed that, um, you know, uh, believed that it came from a lab. That's where the public was leaning. And then after the uh, announcement from the Department of Energy, it's up to 81% now believe it. So the Democrats can't win it. But as Dr. Redfield said there, you heard them say, well, it's over. Why should, you know, it's over. There, there, there's no reason in going back. And I'm thinking, is that going to be the Democrats' argument? Look, the airplane crashed. We shouldn't find out why the airplane crashed because it already crashed. Let's we, move on. Yeah, we let's move on. We can't do anything. Well, that's what yeah. Biden is doing about the train derailment. So <laughs> there's no reason for him to show up. The, the train's already derailed. <laughs> and and I mean, is is that is that going to be? It's going to be fascinating to watch just the the Democrats and and what they they talk about when it comes to uh, uh, COVID. And how widespread that argument actually is. Oh, the plane already crashed. Everybody's dead. There's no use in trying to find out why the plane crashed. That That is one of the arguments now from the left. Let's not investigate the airplane crash. Why would you want to investigate it? So you can find out what the problem is so it doesn't happen again in a future, uh, in, 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 in a, in a future air flight. That's why you do it. And you do it so we don't make the same mistake. Because remember, a million Americans died. Ah, but they're already dead. No big deal. Is that going to be the left's argument on this? Really? I just wonder because they're eventually going to have to, just like on crime. They eventually come over. We saw it on the the D.C. crime bill. Eventually, they have to come over. They couldn't stick with defund the police. They couldn't stick with they. And we said we said way back in 2020, they couldn't stick with it. They can't stick with. Okay, let's have uh, let's let violent criminals out of jail earlier. You know, we played that audio from yesterday from the uh, uh, Washington D.C. police chief. We've got to keep people in jail. We've got to keep violent criminals in jail, and the left wants the opposite. Yeah. But those yeah. arguments don't hold, and that argument's not going to hold on COVID either. No. No, it's not. And and look, uh, it, uh, I mentioned it yesterday, but it is instinctual to want to know why things happen, especially something that's unprecedented. You want to get to the bottom of it. Everybody wants to know why. And I think the problem the left has is that they're not going to, not only are they not going to be able to justify all of the conversations that they've had and what they have limited and, and controlled in conversations, they're not going to be able to justify their response. So Fauci has what's coming to him, but also lawmakers and governors of blue states and anybody who decided to use this politically as leverage is going to have to answer for that. I think to a certain extent, it's already happened, you know, on a, on a couple of, and we said there, it was always going to happen that there are going to be court cases that come up and will immediately have legislatures, uh, in, in states remove certain powers by governors. All of that is part of 
the correction that needs to happen. But there's a much bigger correction that's going to happen politically. And this is the start of it. Because, by the way, this isn't just about Republicans getting power in the in the House. This is this is about an entire globe wanting to know why you shut things down the way you did. It didn't turn out the way you said it was going to do. And you're and 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 you apply this to everything they're doing, including climate change, where they keep kicking the can down the road and lying to people mm-hmm. and people will demand answers. Eight six six ninety red eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red We'll have uh, some more audio here coming up here of uh, the uh, the hearing on the origins of coronavirus. One of the things that was brought up was, you know, if this was passed from uh, from animal to uh, to human, which is the natural theory, right? Which is the yeah. the, the natural right. theory right. that uh, that this would be, you would find this then in the wild. You would still find this. Uh, in the wild, mm-hmm. and they they asked the one of the doctors, has any animal been found with the coronavirus? He goes, no, mm. none. It's like, so it was spreading and came from a bat, but you can't and the Chinese can't identify one bat that actually has the coronavirus. Right. And if it spreads, then it would spread inside the wild he made the point and if the chinese could prove that they would be out with that right now they would have been out there from the very very beginning stating it's in this bat it's in this this group here in this cave whatever it's spreading throughout the wild you would have evidence of the coronavirus well there is no greater propaganda than that kind of scientific data and if they if if the chinese government had that data Everybody would have known about it long before now. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thank you so much for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. And you can listen when and where you want if you cannot listen live overnight on one of our great radio stations. I want to play uh, this uh, audio from uh, the uh, origins, the COVID uh, origin uh, testimony yesterday. Uh, This is uh, Representative McCormick uh, asking one of the doctors uh, a question here. Here we go. You talked to uh, 
You, you cited a couple papers last summer uh, in science that talked about the evidence of natural origin. Uh, these papers claim to show dispositive evidence against lab leak. Now, I went to medical school. I'm an ER doc. I served lots of patients during this pandemic until just recently. And I know how viruses work. They're specific to species for the most part, correct? Uh, they often are, but not always. There, there are some that are uh, coronaviruses are probably one of the most widely dispersed amongst the animal kingdom. Okay. And, and given if we use the origins of a species that was in the wild that came to human contact and gave us the, the virus that in question, uh, wouldn't that virus still exist in that species in the wild? Well, I, I think that uh, it would be likely the case. Right. Um, Ch chances are. That's a good answer. Thank right. you. Mm -hmm. So how many species in the wild have we captured that still have this coronavirus in them? Because that would be a very easy thing to do, given its, wild, uh, its wide dissemination in the human population and its proximity to Chinese wildlife. How many wild, wild animals have been captured with this coronavirus present in them currently? Uh, well, uh, the, the answer is no, but on the other hand... Thank you. Uh, no, that's okay. I, I, I appreciate it. So, basically, I'm talking about from a scientific standpoint, uh, we understand as a virologist and, and, a, and as a student of virology, that a good professor taught me, just like that yourself, who, who just said that the evidence is that diseases just don't go away in populations that are contained in the wild, and yet we've extensively tried to capture... The Chinese government would benefit greatly from showing us that this exists in the wild and came to human population, yet not one evidence of a certain species, whether it be dog or bat, has ever been shown to have this virus that somehow or another transferred to human. Yet that is our main evidence and theory to disprove that, albeit the Wuhan uh, lab, that actually stated what they were going to do and then had the same problem occur, that's a, less likely, that's a less likely chance in your mind. Is that correct? Well, I, I think the uh, hypotheses remain very open at the moment. So, so which one do you think is more scientifically based, based on what we just discussed? Well, I, I, I'm not privy to intelligence community information. So you don't have an opinion? Well, um, I think it is more likely at the moment, just based on my reading, uh, of uh, a zoonotic, that is an animal based. So, so based on the fact but that... We need to attend to both. So you would tend to favor the, the hypothesis, even though it has no proof whatsoever that it, it actually exists in the animal genome, or uh, that you're going to favor that over the fact that a Wuhan lab that said they wanted to do this and then had an outbreak about the same time, that that's less likely. Got it. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, look, we're not going to find the origins of COVID in a political setting like this. You're going to no. find it. Science is going to figure it out. And you know, the Chinese are never going to let us in. So I, I believe how we'll eventually find it because the, you know, I, the uh, Biden administration doesn't care to find the origins. Most Democrats don't care about the origins of COVID. Even though a million Americans died because of it. And as I said, it seems like the the airplane crash uh, argument is, well, the airplane crashed and uh, nothing we can do about it. So why should we find out why it crashed? Uh, seems to be an opinion held by a significant portion of Democrats, even though the majority of Democratic voters believe 
that it came from a a a, a lab and so it's interesting conversation you know going back and forth but i i um that'd be an interesting thing if somebody would because when he asked him the question you know basically how could that be you know that um not one animal species not one animal in china or anywhere has found to have the coronavirus they haven't been able to find one and his answer was well i have i haven't been privy to uh what the intelligence that the you know what the country what the united states intelligence has that's coming to their conclusion and it's like that's a bad one but and i know the argument the representative is trying to make who is also a doctor which is you're saying it's more likely came his argument was easy was a simple argument we can't find and the chinese can't find one animal that has coronavirus the covid-19 this coronavirus right not one nobody has found one animal uh yet the lab exists right there we know that gain of function was going on or whatever you wish to call it you know that manipulation they were, of the virus mani- yeah we'll say it this way because we we don't want to get into the uh the uh the wordsmiths of of, uh, of dr fauci they were manipulating the virus is what they were doing and we know that's what they were doing and the supposed animal was just a few miles from this lab and he's trying to get the doctor to say tell me why give me a scientific reason why you believe it and of course there may be there there's always a possibility that uh there could be a uh i don't know a small group of bats in one particular cave that the chinese have not yet found where the coronavirus is mm-hmm. what are the odds of that of a corona of a virus that spreads quite rapidly through it so he's asking him for the odds of which is more likely and the doctor is basically saying that he can't you know he still goes with the natural uh you know uh evolution of it Mm -hmm. despite that no one has been able to find it anywhere in the animal kingdom yes it's there is no nothing to support his theory that's that's a tough sell and that was the whole point you're not telling me you know tell me in lay terms why you believe it and and by the way i'm willing to listen because i don't know i'm not a doctor i'm not a virologist and so you know tell me and he's giving his point you can't find it anywhere so are you saying that it could just naturally occur inside or infect one bat and then not go any further in a fish market and that one particular animal right and that happened happened to be the one and the one bat hasn't been found Right. They can't find a bat that has apparently COVID-19 in China, which is a great point. Yeah. You're saying it went from animal to human. Right. So there's only one bat that had it, and they can't find any other animal, any other species that has the COVID-19 virus. That's not a great selling point. And I'm sorry, but as a doctor... As, as as a doctor 
who is a, therefore I would view a doctor as somebody who is a scientist, you need in lay terms to explain your justification for your opinion. Well, here's the thing. The truth is the truth. If it were, if it's an accidental leak out of a lab, we already know there was manipulation of a virus going on in that lab. So what's the fear of the truth coming out and the truth being it's a leak? We also know that government money was going to help fund that manipulation. We don't know to what extent. There are a lot of dots that haven't been connected. But at some point, the science will tell the story. There's no way that it won't. Yeah. Eventually, we'll find the truth. And the reason is, is that this didn't happen in, in, in one nursing home in one town. This didn't happen to just a few people. It affected every soul on the planet. Getting that kind of curiosity is going to be, you, you talk about consensus. Yeah. There will be a demand Whoever is in office can deny or or decide to just avoid it completely, but eventually it's coming back to your doorstep if you're helping cover anything up or you did anything to help this thing along or whatever, I guess, the ultimate fear is. The truth has already happened. It's like you said... The plane crash happened, and then them <laughs> acting like, well, well, it's already happened. We can't do anything. Just clean it up. Let's let's move on. That's not how we act as a society. No. And it's not how we act when things aren't tangible. I think we were the first to call this the invisible enemy. And then they picked up on it during the Trump administration. But it's something you can't see. And it's something you don't know... Some people didn't even know they got it until well, they were tested. The point being is that when there is that, because early on, we're going back three years now, early on, people didn't know what to think. They didn't know what to expect. We didn't, we simply did not know. Now we've lived through it. It's three years later and the call for answers is not going to stop and we did ask this from the very beginning when they were discounting the lab leak theory and our question was well tell us in lay terms why and we never got that right we never got the specifics of it and and we went through that article the other day from the one virologist who actually and, and we we tried to to simplify what he was saying because it gets quite complicated mm. but basically what he was saying is we haven't uh you know this uh uh, this particular virus we have found nowhere else. Every other coronavirus you can find, you know, you, you can find in it, or excuse me, this, this coronavirus does not contain one marker that all coronaviruses have. And that's one of, that's what they believe is part of it. And this was a virologist talking about it. And that's the problem with this of why they don't believe it came, you know, from nature is because of that one particular DNA marker. Mm-hmm. And and they haven't been able again. There it it 
you know, they say, well, it might be out there somewhere. Yeah, but you haven't found that marker. Right. You haven't found it any other coronavirus, and you haven't been able to find coronavirus in any other animal. Right. And those are two things that make sense to people. That You hear they go, that makes sense. Well, then justify why it's not. And we're never getting the lay justific- uh, lay, layman justification of it. Right. If, if you could come back and say uh, on the lab front, if you came back and said, okay, well, they weren't even working with that virus in that lab. That it was a, a lab where they worked with viruses, but that wasn't one of them. No. If you could demonstrate that, then you, you've pretty much still got the open-ended question of, okay, how did this happen? But you've got the lab where there was clear manipulation of this virus. And and what and gets, not one animal to 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 back up the theory that it it came through nature, then explain what do we yeah present something right. that is convincing eight six six ninety red eye surviving and thriving as an owner operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Like the chief financial officer of any company, you have to be concerned about rising costs, especially without increases in revenue. Trying to reduce costs, let alone make sense of them, can be a complicated task. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. A penny saved could be $1,000 earned. Saving just one penny per mile over 100,000 miles driven annually will deliver $1,000 to the bottom line at the end of the year. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. So this question comes up then. I mean, there's so many questions here when you, you talk about the origins of, uh, of COVID. The question I would have is the FBI came out and said they, you know, moderately believe that, you know, they're leaning that it came from a lab leak. The Department of Energy comes out and says low confidence, moderate confidence from the FBI, low confidence from the, but, but as we have stated, that's the direction they're going. They're not going in the direction of the the uh, natural occurrence of COVID. Mm-hmm. Why can't anybody tell us the medical reasons? Why is that classified? You know, we no, talk it, about we talk about overclassification. You know, we, no problem. No, the, the the government's no problem telling us. Oh yeah, those Chinese balloons. balloons Spy balloons have come over the United States before. Uh, we just didn't tell anybody. What? Right. Well, why are you telling us that now? Why are you giving this type of information? But on COVID, tell us if there's if there's a medical reason. If you're doing it as many scientists believe they are, mm-hmm. not because they have spies inside of, of of China, that might be part of it. But the fact is what they're looking at really is the biology of the coronavirus. And as we gave you some layman explanations of the reason that they believe, well, if these scientists believe it, why can't the government come out and state to the American public, 
yeah, these scientists are basically on the same path that we're at. Why? Why is it? Why is COVID, and why they believe it came from a lab leak theory? Why is that completely classified? Unless all of the information is based on CIA assets inside of China. If that's not the case, and if it's medical, as many scientists believe, they've looked at the you know the virus and the lab. Again, the lab is not the FBI. The lab is looking at the DNA of these viruses. Right? Why can't the American public be told about that? Right? Why is that top secret? Yeah, I I don't get that at all. So if okay, so if the concern was. In this lab, uh, the work being done uh, and the concern to guard against uh, possible bioweapons in the future. I could see classification for some of that. But to say that there is no oversight outside of what, I don't know, the Gang of Eight (laughs) uh, would be ridiculous. For every single item. Because I think it's a given that um, you're going to have manipulation of viruses in labs, the study of those labs or, or those viruses in those labs. And and part of that effort, a great deal of that effort is going to be not just the U.S., but the free world looking to guard against any bioweapons that could be used by in, in a, either crude way or organized, very organized way by any nation or group of individuals. That's, I think, a given. But it doesn't, but to to just wave the, it's classified wand and keep it out of the, uh, the oversight eyes doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense yeah, at all. Yeah, unless it's all assets on the ground in China and you're protecting the CIA assets. The, the, the spies, that would be the only reason. But it doesn't seem the lab isn't working with spies. Department of Energy isn't working with spies. They're working with the lab. They're actually looking at the DNA part of it. Why can't we get the medical reasons as they go along? Well, here's here's why we suspect it so far. Why can't you have that kind of thing peer-reviewed by the medical community? Yeah, this is the that's the question. Because there's already a lot that we do know about it. Yeah, exactly. And right. and so why can't we learn more about everything on that front? Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast, available on our app and at RedEyeRadioShow.com. Sounds like we're a food. So good. (laughs) 
866-90 red eye. <laughs> Enjoy it with your favorite <laughs> beverage. <laughs> so getting back to the, the 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 COVID hearings, you wonder you know, where was the curiosity? Why didn't it exist? Why did the medical community without explaining any evidence except that if you hold one opinion stronger than the other early on, you were a racist conspiracy theorist. Mm. And by the way, that's the first thing. That was the first thing that made us think, why are they using that? Because the left always uses. If they cannot explain their position on an issue, they simply say, you're a racist. So that was obvious to begin with. Racist? Racist against who? Against China. Oh, yeah, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was a racist conspiracy theory, and you're like, what? That doesn't make sense. Well, explain to me why it's so wrong. And you never got that explanation. It was no. just shutting the door on it, which then made people you know, curious. Why? And then you get to the point of saying, all right, <clears throat> many investigations on when something doesn't make sense is follow the money trail. And then we got into the whole gain-of-function research and Fauci with his wordsmith uh, changing of, of, of definitions of phrases, whatever. Uh, we did not have gain-of-function research. And we said, stop asking that question then, Ted Cruz and, and, um, and Rand Paul. Say, were you manipulating viruses that could do this? Because he's getting caught up in the labels and you and I recognize that immediately. Right, because the the idea of this oversight is to get answers for the American people, and and really, right. it it was the basic question: was there manipulation of this virus by scientists in the lab? And and think about this: how put off it seems they were when he asked the question. This is a think about this: this is something that killed a million Americans. One point one three. Million Americans have been killed by this virus. Right. And the Democrats really have had never had any interest in challenging China and saying, damn it, we want answers as to why this happened and where it came from. And you, it's already, it's accepted now. Nobody is debating the fact that China interfered with it. Hmm. Nobody's debating that now. That's mainstream. Well, why did China interfere with it then? If it just came from animals, why didn't they let the World Health Organization go wherever they wanted? Well, and, you know, because we we keep using the plane crash analogy, but it's it's also like you can't, because they shut everything down. So for two and a half years, you can't get on a plane because one crashed. Okay, well, why did it crash? We don't care. Yeah. But you can't get on a plane. No traveling for you. Well, but how did it happen? Why did it? No, it's not important. It already happened. And so you start following the money trail and you say, oh, okay. We've been giving money for gain-of-function research. By the way, the Republicans have been saying it now for the last month or so. I don't hear any Democrats pushing back against that phrase anymore. No, You you don't hear it at all. No, no. And you hear it's completely quiet now from Fauci. You don't hear nothing's really going on. And but and they've been blunt. Jim Jordan's been blunt. Others been blunt. 
we believe that they did this because they had approved U.S. taxpayer money to do this and they didn't want to get caught afterwards. And that's why they pushed the one theory. But the one thing they have to do, I mean, I mean, I watched part of it yesterday and went through a, you know, different uh, witnesses and audio and all this. What I want to hear is the two doctors who changed their mind within a period of two days that had said they believed, you know, we believe this came, you know, from, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, didn't come naturally. And two days later, they had a different opinion. They have to be put under oath. And that has to be done. That has to be done soon. But the question is then, did Fauci do it because he had approved the money that U.S. taxpayer dollars went in to gain a function research where we trusted the Chinese to do it correctly and the financing of that lab mm-hmm. uh, resulted in a million Americans dying? And then the Chinese attempted to hide it. And then you look at Biden. Biden didn't come in and say, yes, I want our institutions. I want, you know, our our intelligence agencies uh, to find out what happened here. But he's never challenged the Chinese hmm. to open up to the Americans. Or, and, and, or excuse me, not just the Americans, to the world. So we can find out where this came from so it doesn't happen again. They have fought it at every step. We know what they've done. You know, we know what they did over the, uh, there already. Republicans laid that out to no debate that the Chinese have attempted to hide it, to punish uh, anybody who comes out publicly with the possibility that it's a, a lab leak, as the one, remember the one uh, one scientist already said it, the one that worked over there. Mm-hmm. Remember, and she was marginalized when she said it. So you ask the question for Fauci, and you come up with, oh, okay, you follow the money trail. He was responsible for it. And yeah, it's pretty embarrassing if you're the one that's approved the money to go to a lab, your organization that you had, that uh, you you were the organization that used taxpayer money that resulted in a million Americans dying, and you trusted the Chinese with it. Mm-hmm. That isn't good. Right. So there's incentive to hide that. And then with the president, you have to ask the question, is the president, because of the over $100 million that has come in from Chinese sources to enrich his family and his, you know, think tanks, his other uh, things that he's involved in at the University of, of, uh, of, of Delaware and the University of Pennsylvania that have come in, anonymous donations. Is that one of the reasons he won't challenge the Chinese on this? All legitimate questions to be asked, especially when it's obvious the government, the president, Fauci, have not been transparent with the American public. Again, a million Americans died. What does it take to get transparency? Where's the anger from the American public? Right. Everybody was affected by this in some way. Every single American. For a period of not a day, years. People lost their jobs. They lost family members. They couldn't go to the hospital when their loved ones died. They couldn't be with their loved ones. People were fired 
for things that scientifically weren't true. We were told things, the vast majority of things that we were told about COVID were not true. No, I mean... The majority of what and, we were told about COVID was not true. It was suspected by a great number of people not to be right. true at the time. Mm-hmm. But and, you couldn't question anything because that was labeled as dissent and misinformation. Right. Simply asking a question... And it's amazing that the political party that has been promoting that they're against disinformation has been the and the and the media have been the biggest purveyors on some of the biggest stories in the history of the United States. They have been peddling disinformation and trying to censor information, true information. Why? Why? And we all know it now. Right. None of this is. None of this is fringe. We went through the polling yesterday. Majority of Democrats believe it came from a lab leak. Right. Majority of Americans don't believe the government's being transparent. Majority, the, the, a plurality of Americans believe there was a cover-up. Right. Here. Yeah. So, and it's only moving in one direction. There isn't going. There is no opposition to the direction in which this is going, not anymore. There's, there's just uh, change the topic, delay, obfuscate. You know that's, but but there isn't any, there isn't any, and that's how you know. That's how you know that they're in trouble on the other side mm-hmm. because you don't hear them do anything except attempt to change the topic or ignore it or dismiss it. And so this is when you hope the American public and public opinion that, you know, we brought you the polling out yesterday on it. That's overwhelmingly, what is it now? 81%. Mm. You know, now suspect the lab leak theory. So there's no, they can't, they can't win this. There is no argument. I don't know if you're a Democrat, and I don't know what the reason is where you don't really want to find out. But if that's for whatever your incentive is for not finding out, I don't know what you're going to say at these hearings. Right. Except attack the witnesses. Well, you know, there are certain things, I guess, that will that could be uh, discovered or detected in the hearings. And, and that is how people answer or what they answer and what they don't answer. But honestly, I don't know that that further drives, I don't know that it adds to the curiosity or the drive to get answers. I think that's going to be there naturally. But I think, I don't know. I, I think maybe there are a few people out there that might learn something from the hearings, at least be exposed to what the attitude was and still is. With far too many in, in a position of power that were making, that were in charge of the decisions that were basically ruling our lives for two and a half years. You look at this, this is, this would be without question from what we already know now the biggest scandal in the history of the United States by far. Mm -hmm. There's been nothing else, nothing else 
that has resulted in a million Americans dying. Nothing. Right. Right. Nothing comes close to this. Right. So why was the government attempting to censor? Why was Fauci attempting to censor? Why was the media attempting to censor? What now the government even believes is the most likely cause of the COVID virus. Right. Why were they doing it? Again, I'll say it over and over again. It resulted in over a million Americans <clears throat> being killed. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. Coming up here, uh, details coming up on the massive tax hikes that uh, Biden is expected to propose later on today. Oh, okay. It's Thursday already. Uh, also coming up, uh, the liberal transgender activist movement. What does the public think about it? Where are the polls going on that? There's a headline. 77% of voters believe that Biden's Title IX rules, which is the liberal transgender activist right. movement yeah. and the liberal interpretation, harms women. <laughs> yeah. 77%. Who are the other 23%? Well, you know, that would be the question. And also, how many, how many in that 77% care? Oh, I, I understand now. The other 23% are saying, well... Well, no, it doesn't hurt women because a transgender woman is actually a woman. Mm -hmm. So they're not hurt. They're helped by it. Yeah, that would be right about that number for that group. Yeah, that's roughly that's the far left in this country right now. Roughly around 20 percent. So that would that would make sense. I will will actually look at the specifics of that uh, that uh, poll uh, (laughs) uh, coming up. Plus some of the testimony yesterday on the Afghan withdrawal. that on the way and then a couple of other oh yeah the 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 dc crime bill getting into some specifics and the gop going after the administration following uh the uh the uh the killing and kidnapping of uh uh two of those american citizens who were Mm. killed and two that were injured following it saying the cartels are running our border we asked a question the other day i i asked it to you just you know in a sort of frustrated way is is this going to make a, uh Americans wake up and and actually see the danger at the border and how incredibly powerful the cartels are and how dangerous it is no i i, I don't think that we're going to have this administration do anything that they're doing differently and by the way the cartels are operating on american soil they're killing people here in the united states and this administration does nothing about the broken border. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now. 
now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you choose and do it today. All right. Are you ready for this? What you got? Here's here's the headline here. There's more than just the forward party that's making an impact. I'm sorry. Are they saying the forward party is making an impact? No, 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 no. There's another party besides the forward party making an impact. Okay. This is the, yeah, because the forward party isn't making it. Impact. Yes, this is the oh oh oh. Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. All right. Yeah, yeah. This is the centrist no labels party. Okay. That's been around since 2010. No labels. So what do they call themselves? No labels. And by calling themselves no labels, yeah. then they have made a label for themselves. Yes. That they're because no, la- no labels would therefore be the label. Yes. The no no label is a label. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read this the way the Washington Examiner wrote it. All right. A centrist third party qualified to appear on the ballot in Arizona in 2024, stoking concerns among left-leaning groups about a spoiler candidate who could cost Democrats the presidency and open the door for former President Donald Trump to return to the White House. The no-labels party surpassed the minimum number of signatures required to appear on the ballot for statewide and federal races on Tuesday making Arizona the the second state, the centrist party, now I'm just I'm throwing that out just because that's how it's written, can c- compete in during the 2024 cycle. The group already has secured a spot on the Colorado ballot and has vowed to compete for access in at least 23 other states, said the Arizona Secretary of State. After an extensive review by my office and by county officials, uh, across the state, the No Labels Party has exceeded the minimum signature requirement and therefore qualifies as a new party. Uh, I am committed to supporting county election officials to ensure that they are prepared for this new addition to the state's list of parties and any other changes for the 2024 ballot. The No Labels Party has quietly been working to craft a bipartisan third-party ticket for over a year, looking to give voters an alternative option for candidates they view as extreme as of september the group has already raised more than 46 million and has more than 400 volunteers seeking ballot access in several battleground states according to the new york times no labels has not yet indicated who they would nominate but the group plans to hold a nominating convention in april the third party ticket is meant to act as an insurance policy with the group vowing to drop its bid if either party nominates a candidate who is acceptable <laughs> uh, to the acceptable to centrist voters, it is unclear what qualifications the candidate would need to meet to be acceptable. The strategy has prompted an outcry from some left-leaning groups that argue a third-party ticket would tank Democrats' chances of defending the White House and allow Trump to return to the Oval Office. No Labels is arguing this is a unique historical moment that gives their unity ticket a real shot at winning the White House, uh, said Third Way, a Democratic-backed policy group 
in a memo on Tuesday, but that is an illusion. The data and historical evidence are clear. No third candidate, uh, third party candidate would come close to winning. In a memo, Third Way criticized no labels for seeking to place Biden and Trump on the same playing field, accusing the group of creating a candidate pool that would provide a crucial boost to the GOP. If they're centrist, why wouldn't they take from both? Right. Why is it that the Democratic Party is the party that's so concerned about this so-called centrist party? Mm-hmm. Well, try to find where they stand on specific issues. In the middle? <laughs> I went to their website. I can't figure out where they are. I, I you know, I, in fact, I had to go to, I, sorry, but I had to go to Wikipedia to get anything on them. There's already a Wikipedia and, on them? And, well, they've been around since 2010. Uh-huh. They were formed, <laughs> No Labels was launched in 2010 <laughs> by former Democratic fundraiser Nancy Jacobson mm-hmm. with the stated goal of developing and supporting bipartisan centrist solutions to American problems. Billionaires Michael Bloomberg <laughs> and Andrew Tisch were among its initial prominent supporters. Uh-huh. Initially. Uh, no Labels has received both support and criticism for its efforts uh, from both the political right and political left, including from writers from, and this is really interesting because they don't list here any conservative media, including Bloomberg, Daily Beast, Washington Post, New York Times, and the Boston Globe. Hmm. Now, back in 2018, they were they had contemplated attacking Pelosi aggressively uh, after... Uh, uh, here it is. On November 26, 2018, the Daily Beast reported that No Labels leadership contemplated a campaign to attack Pelosi aggressively after the primary campaign of centrist Representative Dan Lipinski, even though Pelosi had supported Lipinski in the primary campaign that year. In the same article, the group countered that No, no Labels is not against Nancy Pelosi or any other speaker candidate. We are for rules changes that empower members of both parties who want to work across the uh, the uh, the the aisle. So I mean, you look at it here, and I can't find anything that they're really, you know. I, I see things that they have supported before, like uh, uh, infrastructure spending. It's like, okay, can we find spending that everybody agrees on, and that's what we're for? Like, really? We're we're for good things and against bad things. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's. It's almost. You ever see the thing of all, all the the people protesting it's like we're against bad things do good things but uh again you, why is the democratic party worried well because they're not insane left that's what the democratic party is afraid of hmm. they're not centrist they're liberal from what i can tell uh in December of 2022, an article in Politico described a toxic culture within No Labels, citing a cutthroat culture, one where staffers are routinely fired or pushed out, have little trust in management, and believe the workplace environment can be difficult for, for minority and female candidates. Specific criticisms, including the hiring of Mark Halperin. <laughs> Well, that makes it clear. A journalist and author accused by multiple women of sexual harassment in 2017 and who is uh, Label's highest paid employee. 
Uh, and, you know, we all know about Halpern's a liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halpern's is li- yeah. Uh, Halpern used to work when we worked for ABC. Halpern was a part of ABC. Mm-hmm. He's as liberal as you can get. It's like he yeah. tries to pretend he's not, but he is. Yeah. So that's what the Democrats are scared of. They're scared of a liberal party. They're not a centrist. I don't see, I don't see, I can't find anything except where they agreed with some Republicans on spending for things like infrastructure. And then they say gun safety in schools, but they don't go into specifics. I think this is the, you know what's happening? I think that you have like the no labels party and the forward party. It's about time that I think there's a push out there to have a Seinfeld party. A party about nothing. We really can't say. Has the forward party taken a platform yet? I I think they are the Seinfeld party. Has the forward, because the thing is, as soon as you take, you know, an opinion on specific issues, you're going to be labeled right or left. It's that simple. Well, you either have opinions or you don't. And by the way, you do. So you're going to promote what you believe in or not. And if you don't promote what you believe in, you're going to get zero support. Okay, so far the forward party uh, is still the same. They want ranked choice voting, which is, you know, if you look politically, that's a leftist philosophy, mm-hmm. ranked, mm-hmm. ranked uh, uh, voice, uh, you know, they, they viewed it as centrist. It's not. No, no, it's it is not. It's a, a liberal. No, it is Nonpartisan not. primaries. No, I would disagree with that. I mean, it's if you wish to have it, fine, but political parties should be partisan. They believe in certain issues. I'm yeah. not for I'm not for open primary voting. Right. I believe political parties should choose who they want that represents them on the issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then independent redistricting commissions, and that that will that will be something that will all be dead a thousand years from now. How to redistrict will be a, a debate in the United States. It has been since the beginning. It will always be. So they're basically just talking about how they'd like to see elections run, but they don't get into anything of where they would actually stand on the issues. Right. But it's not even populism. If you think about it, it's yeah. it's not even a populist thing. They just don't, they're not taking positions on any major issue. Where do you stand on the border? Yeah. Where do you stand on the liberal transgender movement? Where do you stand on Title IX? Well, somebody, you're eventually going to have to answer that question. Right? You're going to have to answer that question. Absolutely. Do you believe that a biological male can be a biological female because they say so? Right. And should a man be able to define what a woman is? Right. Can you, as a political party, define what a woman is? By the way, that was also the hilarity yesterday with International Women's Day. It's like Democrats celebrating International Women's Day? What's a woman? The Democrats celebrate things that they can't even define. <laughs> Well, and um, and what about Andrew Yang? Uh, you know, in the in the forward party, uh, he was promoting a thousand dollars a month at one point. Yeah, thousand dollars a month to people. Yeah, that's a liberal stand. Yes, it's not a it's not a conservative stand. Now that's we a know Democrat by stand. comparison after COVID, <laughs> it means zero. We get it. It will barely get you a half dozen eggs. Right, right. We know, but it's still a liberal idea. Over and over again, you ask the questions, 
the voters will ask the questions. Where do you stand on this? They want to know if you are going to represent them. But but I do sort of understand it because when you say, you know, because the uh, uh, the Republican Party is look, there are there is there are a number of factions in the uh, Republican Party that don't define the Republican Party as a whole. CPAC does not represent the entire Republican Party. It's a part of it. Uh, I saw the North Carolina governor on there. I can't think of his name at the moment. The Republican who was saying, you know, talking about, well, the right and left and the imagery and CPAC. Well, no, CPAC's just a part of it. Mm-hmm. There's a, The thing about the Republican Party is it's actually becoming a broad-based party. And so it's susceptible to attacks that you take one small faction of the Republican Party and say, that's what they're about, mm-hmm. and they're not. Right. The thing about the Democratic Party, which is, I think, the problem why they're coming up with these so-called centrist parties, is they're trying to lure Democrats who believe that the party is insane to their particular party. And you don't have to go to Republican. You can go to our centrist party. But they're not really centrist. They're just not insane. Right. I think that's what's happening with the Ford Party. I think that's what's happening with the No Labels Party. And, until they are asked a question. Well, what do you yeah. think about uh, Title IX? What do you think about? Because at some point, they are going to be labeled. They don't get to choose their own label. You can call yourself no label, but you don't get to to put the label on you. Others will. That's how it works. Well, Eric, look, you're, you're asking me this question about, I'm, I'm pretending I'm somebody from the uh, forward party or the no labels party. Mm. Eric, you asked me that question about, where I stand on the uh, the border, I think most people stand the same way on the border. We need to have a border, and we need uh, to ensure that the uh, border is secure and at the same time have a, a very open policy for people that are oppressed worldwide but still have an, a totally strict border but be open to those people uh, that may be seeking asylum in uh, the United States while at the same time having a strong border. That's not the no label party. That's the no backbone party. <laughs> you know, and and, and 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 I and I agree. Even though I disagree with the Democrats, uh, I I do uh, agree uh, with the philosophy of Mayorkas to move to a secure border. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and over and over again, and th- this has been, you know, the, and it was at one time a populist thing, but now it's a liberal thing because they can't get away from their own party. This is why a Bloomberg would jump on it. He's a liberal. He jumped on it early on. Well, but he knows, well, in order to win, you got to take a position. Oh, yeah. And... These are the things that define the political landscape, the major issues. And you have to be one way or the other. You have to be for something or against it. You can't say, well, we support both sides on all of it. It's like when Andrew Yang was promoting the 
the forward policy. Well, where do you stand on the issue? Well, we don't want to get into that because if we start telling where we stand, where, where we stand on the issues, we don't want to be an issue party. We want to be a party that brings everybody in that's in, 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 in inclusive. And, and so we don't want to really get into the issues because if we get into the issues, then you might label us right or left. And that's not what we want as a political party. We, we want to stand for nothing. We, as a political party, we don't want to be bothered with all the political part of it. <laughs> We want to be. We just want to be a political party and not have to be a political party. We want to be a political party that takes politics out of political party. We want to take politics <laughs> out of politics, and that's going to be our slogan. <laughs> Watch, they could win on that one. It means taking nothing, the politics out of politics. I want that. Yeah. What does it mean? I don't know. But that's what I want. It sounds really good. I'm voting for them. <laughs> that is a form of populism, though, is it not? If, no. if, if they ran on that one, or or, or stupidity. <laughs> Eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. He's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. This is from uh, MSN. Fellow centrists warn no labels 2024 bid would just hurt, uh, hurt Biden. You ready for this? Listen right. to this. Political centrists come in various forms. There are plenty of Democrat centrists who may differ from their lefty brethren on all sorts of issues, but not to their allegiance to the Democratic Party. Think Bill Clinton, Tim Kaine, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, and Joe Biden. These are the centrists of the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. is their claim. Well, you just lost all credibility right there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's just it, these are people that don't want to stand up and say our party has lost it. They've lost their ever-loving mind. And this isn't who we are. Now, a few of them along the way actually spoke out about that. They actually brought it up. Tim Ryan brought up the fact that they can't do identity politics. It's killing their party. Rahm Emanuel, of all people, former mayor of Chicago, former chief of staff for Barack Obama. The party is going too far off the edge so you just need to stand up and say it see here it is in the intervening months has become pretty clear that democrats will renominate centrist democrat joe biden next year making this insurance policy of a third party unnecessary uh-huh even the third party everybody has to lie joe biden is not a centrist right yeah no. <laughs> tell me one he- issue that he's He's a centrist. Keep trying to position him as such. He wants to be a centrist. He wants people to believe he's a centrist. He's the top of the far left.
Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 Red Eye. I was just thinking of that article we were reading from MSN that uh, talked about the fact of the uh, the uh, the new No Labels Party and the fact that, you know, they said that they will basically drop out as long as there's a centrist candidate for president. Yeah. They'll drop out. And, and the point they're trying to make is uh, on MSN mm-hmm. is that, well, Joe Biden is a centrist candidate, so they'll be dropping out. <laughs> <laughs> on the and, issues, Donald and, Trump is a centrist candidate. We've been talking about how mainstream on the issues he is. Oh, yeah. If you actually take, where he stands right. with the American people if on you, the issues. If, yes. He's mainstream. It, yes. If you take where he stands on, if you take where DeSantis stands on the issues. Yep. Extremely mainstream. Right. Just the issues themselves, the vast majority of Americans agree on. And that's the thing. If you go down, if you go point by point on the issues on independence, because that's what they're focusing on. We believe Mm -hmm. we can get independence. You're not going to get loyal Democrats. No. You're not going to get loyal. You're not going to get Republicans. You're not going to get loyal Democrats. So who are you trying to get if you claim that you're a centrist party? The people that claim independent Bob, right? Mm -hmm. My buddy, independent Bob. That's who you're trying to, uh, to get. But he's not really independent. He still likes to, you know, use that label once in a while, but he, <laughs> Obama turned him <laughs> much more towards the Republican Party because he views the the Democratic Party and so much of what they're doing absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, just insane. And that's where you are right now. But if you take, if you look at the independence on all the different issues where Biden stands on, they completely disagree with him. And 66% of independents don't want Biden to run. Right. Latest polling out there. 66% of independents don't want him to run. 57% of Democrats. He's a centrist. Mm-hmm. They view him as both independents and Democrats. Democrats and independents view him as not electable in 24. That's why, and especially for Democrats, that's why you have such a high number they don't think he can win. Well, they they yeah. fear, and that's really interesting because there's a part of the Democratic Party that believes he can win if he runs against Trump. But they don't believe he can win against any other candidate. Well, and not only do they, uh, some of them believe he can't win, some of them also believe he can't govern. And that's only because he can't govern. Yeah. So I just had to bring that up. If you're looking for a centrist candidate, you'd probably would think that that would come from independence and independents don't want them but it's just look we just we just the parties should be called the bs parties you know the forward party and mm-hmm. and the no labels party it's bs yeah it's all bull right we're gonna take the politics out of politics shut up and as long as there's somebody centered we won't get in but yeah. heaven help us if if they do go far left or far right we're gonna be right there to straighten things out Shut up. Stop talking. As we said. If you're not going to say anything, shut up. Look, personality-wise, the left views Trump as right-wing. Yeah. But that's based on personality. Go issue by issue as to where where the American public stands. So you could take a Trump, you can take a DeSantis. I think it was, was it Politico yesterday or The Hill? One of them did, well, you know, there's not much of a difference between uh, DeSantis and Trump. Well, 
Well, of course there's not because there's not really on the four the, on the five or six major issues there really isn't much there may be on 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 different issues out there look it's actually not on the issues if you talk about the difference between some republicans and trump republicans it's those republicans saying get past the last election stop promoting that mm-hmm. the only debate right now in the republican party is not on those five or six issues it's electability yeah People look at it and go, well, DeSantis and Trump uh, sort of the same. The reason to people looking at DeSantis is we believe he's electable. And Trump, many Republicans, there are some Trump supporters, no, it was stolen, fine. There's a ton of other Republicans that say it wasn't stolen. He can't win. He lost. He's mm-hmm. not trying to, you know, open it up. Part of the criticism at CPAC. Basically, the message was, you know, don't care about anybody else except MAGA. Well, yeah. That can't get you elected. Right. You need independence. And yep. you need Republicans. You can't outright reject. The whole thing of politics is to bring people in and Republicans look at it and go, okay, this guy, this guy can. Right. I'm telling you, I, the, some of my acquaintances that I know and some of my friends that were the most loyal Trump supporters still will say, yeah, I like the guy, but no, nah, he lost. And you know something? I still like him, but his time is up. It's time It's time for somebody to win. Mm-hmm. They want to win. And yeah. the only question for this election is can Trump win, not the primary, can Trump win the general election? That's the question haunting Republicans. And Republicans will look at DeSantis and say, well, you know, we can talk about, well, they, uh, you know, uh, he's more proven in moving the culture wars and actually having success in his state. Well, Trump wasn't a governor. Basically, we know that Trump would try to do whatever he could do if he became president. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He would have, the wall would have been built if he was a dictator. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Congress Democrats stopped him. And some Republicans stopped him yeah. from doing that. But both of those candidates, you would say, you know, you could have a I guess you could have an argument on it and be a fun argument because you're never going to come to a definitive conclusion as to which is more concerned about making sure that they follow through. Who the hell knows? Nobody knows. So it's basically comes down to who's more electable. That's where Republicans are. But it's not on the five or six issues where Republicans are unified on. I don't know any Republican. I don't know any Republican right now that believes on the culture wars that we should be teaching that whites are are culturally racist to the point where it's almost in their DNA, and therefore society must be based on the fact that racism will forever be there. I don't know one Democrat that, or excuse me, one Republican that agrees with that. Do you? No. I don't know one Republican that's out there saying that a biological man can be a biological woman because they say so. I don't know one. Do you? No. No. I don't know any Republican that believes that the border isn't in crisis right now. Do you? No. Uh, I, I don't know one Republican out there. On the that, previous question, Caitlin would be the one. On what? The one Republican who believes that a man can be a woman. Actually, he doesn't. He is against men competing against women. Well, if you're talking about competing, that's Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's, okay. what, uh, that's we, the difference. We, but, but that's where you get into the biological thing. Mm-hmm. He views himself as a transgender, not a biological woman. Right. And and so that's the, 
you you uh and so you you uh you look at that you look at i don't know one republican out there that believes that we can run our grid on solar and wind alone as the democrats believe Mm -hmm. i don't believe there's one republican that believes in the green new deal and what they're doing I don't know one Republican that doesn't understand the problem with electric vehicles. I don't know one Republican who uh, believes that we should continue down the inflationary path that we are on right now that isn't seriously concerned with spending. Maybe not as concerned as you or I or libertarians are, but they know what's, they know what's coming. Yeah. And, and so you view it and it's like everybody agrees on the same. Well, this guy doesn't like Republicans. No, they don't like Trump. Right, right here. Where is it here? I mean, that's the insanity of, oh, good God. He's back at it again. I just see the Bill Crystal story out there. Mm-hmm. Good God. He said, what, what the hell happened to him? Uh, prominent never-Trumper conservative Bill Crystal said Saturday that Republican voters should back a presidential ticket led by Gretchen Whitmer in 2024. Crystal made the comments during the principal's first summit, a gathering of never-Trump conservatives. There are no never-Trump conservatives. He's not a conservative. Not a conservative. And it's not because it's it's not because of that, but we have seen the never-Trumpers come out for liberal, as we know, liberal uh, issues. Right. Uh, the event uh, featured panels with titles such as Looking to 2024, Hope and Despair, Mostly Despair, can the GOP survive while some conference attendees were focused on reforming the Republican Party from within? Others backed a strategy of promoting moderate Democrats in order to push out populist right-wing GOP candidates. It turns out that once you let the toothpaste out of the tube, so to speak, demagoguery and bigotry and all that, some people like it. it hard, it's hard to get back, Crystal said. As soon as he throws in bigotry in there, that's where you know he's a liberal. Yeah, Where's, right. the, where's the bigotry in the Republican Party? No, I mean, uh, again, you know, this is, and I, I don't even know why anybody would try and categorize him as a conservative these days. No. He said, uh, we need to defeat the Trump Republicans, and that means being with the Democrats for a while, that's fine. Well, what if it's DeSantis? You're saying we should they should support Whitmer starting now. Trump's not the nominee at this point. Why are you saying that? And as soon as he calls Republicans bigot, knowing that it's institutionalized, bigotry is institutionalized, and as we've talked about before, and systemic in the Democratic Party and identity politics, to ignore that and say the bigotry in the Republican Party, tell me where compared to the identity politics of the Democrats. By the way, Republicans should have this debate all the time, and they don't. No, they don't. And, you know, it's liberals like Bill Kristol who get away with it. Yeah. They just throw it out there. Unanswered. Because you've got nothing on the issues. If you if you don't like a certain person, okay, fine. I choose somebody else. If, I could if you if you say, look, I think in twenty four DeSantis is the guy. But He's throwing all Republicans under the bus as bigots. Get out and stay out. You're a liberal and don't call yourself a conservative because, frankly, you never were. Yeah. You pretended to be a conservative to make money. 
That's all. You put on a show, and it's over. But as we stated before, over and over again, if you take on the issues, the five, six major issues out there, Republicans are in complete agreement. Where they're in disagreement is who is electable, what's electable right now, what personality is electable. That's what it is. That's what it's about. No, I mean, that's it's and because that within that frame of being electable, you have to build out that trust. That you can go in and you can do the job, that you can do the bidding for the people that are supporting you. That you can build consensus, that you can actually govern. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is Trump electable because can he, can he, and he was criticized uh, by people that support him for saying he's narrowing it too much at CPEC. He, but you can't, you sit there and say, we, I, I know there are some people that don't like me and maybe not like my personality, but we all agree on these particular issues here. That's why you should vote for me because you know that I will work to get them done. Right. Instead, he's trying to he's trying to divide the Republican Party. These are the people that are important. I don't care about those people. You can't win that way. If you're doing that with your own party, you can't win independence that way. And then Republicans look at DeSantis and say, wow, look what he did in reality in that elect- last election. He got Democrats and independents to vote for him. Biggest margin of victory ever. That should be, that is the goal That is of getting goal. elected, right. is to get people who wouldn't otherwise vote for you. You're got, you've got to convince the people that aren't on board. And you don't do that by saying, you're not welcome. But on the issues, you know, I, I don't know of a... I don't know of a who would be a radical, an extreme radical running uh, in the Republican Party on the issues that would have a chance. Well, there aren't any because the only ones that have a chance are Trump or DeSantis. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at eight six six ninety Red Eye. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Really some interesting polling uh, we will get to. Biden proposing will be proposing some major tax hikes today. Uh, we will get uh, to uh, that. And also some <laughs> DeSantis stories out there, and they're actually pretty funny. You heard where uh, the whole, you know, the whole, you, we saw Michael Beschlos, the, uh, uh, the supposed uh, presidential historian, uh, comparing um, DeSantis to Mussolini. Mm-hmm. And we said, oh, okay, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. Right, we moved away from Hitler and Stalin, Mussolini, uh, KKK, whatever. Mm-hmm. When, okay, Mussolini, all right, they seem to be sticking on that one. And that's based on, as he DeSantis calls it, the book ban hoax. Uh, and also the story that came out the other day about a legislature, legislature in the state of Florida that proposed a bill that would, uh, if you wrote about state officials, including the governor, you would have to register with the state. Right. And DeSantis has nothing to do with it, but they're trying to tie into that. And yesterday, he came out and he goes, they tie me into things I got nothing to do with and put my picture on. But the one on the book ban hoax was the best. You'll want to hear this story mm-hmm. coming up.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Before we get to, uh, to more of the issues of the uh, uh, the day, you know, I find out more places that I shop now when I use my credit card, say, do you want a receipt or do you want us to email it to you? Right, yeah. Or do you want yeah. us uh, or, 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 or text it to you? Right. And yeah. there's a bunch of stores I uh, go to that actually text it to me, which I like. Gas stations need to do that because, you know, everything is self-service, but I would say 60% of the time where I go to a self-service gas station, <laughs> I don't get a receipt. <laughs> yeah, cashier, see cashier. Yes. You want a receipt? Yes. Yep. And then about 10 seconds later, uh, you'll you'll need to see the cashier. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're at a place, like I go to a, a big place north of here uh, occasionally, and I will get a 20 cent per gallon discount and for getting a car wash right mm-hmm. yeah and i don't have to give a car wash that day it lasts for up to a year the code will last mm-hmm. for a year so yeah okay i'll i'll take it and then i've got like right at any time i've got like three car washes available <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and i have an off-road vehicle it's well it's in part an off-road vehicle so i use it and i'm like yeah no it'll help me but then you have to go inside yeah. when it doesn't yeah. print. And if you're wanting the car wash right then, it's you know it's just a hassle because it's a big place. It's a very popular place that I love to shop at. But if it won't print right there, then yeah, why don't why aren't they texting or emailing those? Yeah, because it's already? about it's about sixty percent of the time, and I go through stretches where it's more. It yeah. may be 75% of the time. I, over the weekend, and, and, yeah. And, and it's like, okay, it's time to stop it because it is fr- it is frustrating because the same thing happens to me. I'll get a car wash mm-hmm. because you get money off, you know, the gas. Right. And so I will also, you know, save them or, but I still need the receipt if I'm going to get it right then. Right. So I need the code off the receipt. And so, yeah, of right. course, you walk in and is there only one person ahead of you in line? Never. No. Never. There's like seven or eight. Yeah. And then it's a convenience store, and the people in front of me have all these like incredible multiple questions to ask the clerk. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're getting get your energy drink and get out. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and some of them decide to do their grocery shopping while they're there. <laughs> like, man, you need a basket. <laughs> Could you tell me what type of dip is the? <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. I, yeah, it's like what wine goes with these Fritos? Can you tell me? <laughs> what do you suggest? I see your your very expensive boxed wine over there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Does that go with is, my Cheetos? Yeah, is that is that wine in a bladder on sale? Is that bladder wine on sale? Like, hey, what about the bladder wine? <laughs> <laughs> hey Chuck, what? what do we know about the bladder wine? Is it on sale? I don't know. I don't think it bladder. I don't think it's bladder wine Tuesday. So no. 
Oh, I like that. I'm going to call it bladder wine bladder from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I got a box of bladder wine. Would you yeah. like a cup? Would you like a, yeah. a glass of bladder I, wine? I saw that explained the other day. It's, it's, it's like, well, this is why the, the it helps to keep the wine uh, 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 fresh wasn't the right. word they'd use, but whatever. Uh, you know, because of the bladder. And I thought, no, I'm not buying bladder wine. <laughs> I'm not buying bladder wine. You can't make me. I don't drink wine. Yeah. But I'm not dr- I'm not buying bladder wine. That's no, not going to happen. No air. No air gets in. Right. No. That's you know, it, it, actually it, it, it's a it's a very good design. It, it's it's a great concept because I really I could never just sit there and drink a bottle of wine. I mean, I just don't. Right. Just, but if I want a glass, it's like, well, can't do it because. Man, I had you know, half I, a bladder. You know, I, guess, I, I mean, well, are you going to say <laughs> last night I was getting crazy? I had a whole half a bladder. Well, no, the, of wine. the wine, the wine will go bad, and yeah. and it goes bad. Wine goes bad yeah, quick, no. right? Right. It doesn't. Right. You know, I mean, once you and, uncork it, the clock is running, right? And but I, I mean, it's yeah. And I, not, I don't know anything about it, but I do know that right. I'm not going to get one of those NASA contraptions that are supposed to, you know, continue the vacuum in there oh, for yeah, 159 yeah. bucks. Yeah. So I have in the past, I don't have any now, but I have in the past got the boxed wine, and sometimes it'll last me five months. Yeah. And you go there, and, you know, they say, like, two months it'll go. It goes a lot longer. And it's yeah. amazing because I just had that, if anything, if if the, if the a wine's been kept out for a day in the air, yeah. I can taste it. It's like, eh. Yeah. And yeah, I'll right, sit there right. four months later right. in... You know, you squeeze the bladder a little. No, yeah. I made that up. I just, <laughs> but, you but lean you, into the yeah, bladder. Into the, when the you, bladder is full, here's the thing. <laughs> when the bladder is full, it flows easy. When, when the bladder when, is less well, full, it, if, it just kind of drips out. If that bladder is full, and by the time I'm done drinking the wine, it's empty, my bladder is full. Exactly. Uh, From but, one bladder to another. But it's we, made, <laughs> you'll, you'll, <laughs> That's going to be the motto of the winery at the bladder winery from one bladder uh, to another. And, and the, the point is it, it does keep it, it does keep it fresh. But, yeah. Right. But yeah. yeah, they, it's about, it's about time though. Cause I know uh, every time I go to, if I go to home Depot, uh-huh. they've got it. Yeah. You know, there is no, you don't need a, You want a receipt or, you know, text it, uh, a place I go to, uh, get my tacos the same thing and and i'm in i'm i'm in there now you put it in yeah, once yeah if it's yeah. not attached your sometimes it's, right. it's attached to your credit card and they'll go yeah. they'll, they'll they'll go right to it right and so that is uh the coffee shop i go to the same thing mm-hmm. you put in your credit card and it's like you know to and it's funny because i'll sit there and i'll get a taco go to the coffee shop go to home i get home i'm like what are all these text messages and it's all my right. receipts it's right like, oh yeah. yeah right and yeah. so the receipts are right there and so you can look at them and still for me I know that once I put the gas handle back in, mm. I know that it resets mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, you know, I, I really don't have to check, but I have to. I have to look at the receipt. I have to go in, even if I don't have a car wash, mm-hmm. just looking at that piece of paper. I can rip it up immediately, but if I look at the piece of paper and there it is, there is some sort of comfort and maybe that's just old school. Because mm-hmm. I know that I could drive away, and that's only going to be the charge on my credit card until I drive away without checking it, and then it's going to be a well. No, that the first time you you know look away. I was just um, I was uh, just reading an article over the weekend about the fake readers, uh, yeah. and and what was happening at at in one area with ATMs, 
and there was there was the the bad guy was standing there at at uh it was a double kiosk ATM kiosk and so he was standing on one side and then a person comes up and, and is trying to use uh you know the the slide uh to 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 insert their card and then the guy says the bad guy leans over and says yeah you'll have to use the the reader right and so you'll have to tap it and and that's the only thing that's working i was trying to use it earlier and so the person taps it oh. but they're tapping his reader wow and then he's stealing all their information and using their credit or debit card in this case uh and uh draining their bank account uh one person in the story had lost uh $1000 overnight um after going and uh and encountering this person uh so i'm always i'm i'm really cautious about what i use i never ever oh bill burr does a bit on this but i think it's something he's repeating something that people have been saying for a long time you know on purchases like that better to use a credit card oh yeah yeah than a a debit card you know it's now an atm of course the idea is that you're getting your money out of your bank, so you have to use the ATM card. But, I mean, at a purchase where you're paying at the pump or, you know, doing other purchases, um, always better to use a credit card because the banks are better prepared. And it's not you, your money. You won't. Exa- that's exactly <laughs> what Bill Burr says. That's not your money. That's their, their money. money right. And they're going to work to recover their money faster than they're going to work to recover your money right. uh, in, a, in a bank setting. And that's just kind of the way it works. It's never fast enough. You're not going to get that money back in your account right away. You know, that thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you may have protection that will get that money back for you, but you may have to go who knows how long without that money. And so that's always a, a better practice. But I know somebody who still insists on going through if the drive through at the bank isn't open, they're not getting cash out. They don't want to use ATMs. Wow. You know, and, you know, I get it. I mean, it's just I don't you know the 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 need for cash is just getting less and less and so i rarely i think i have a one i think i have a 1 dollar bill in my pocket right now i think that's it i just don't have it i've got a check mm-hmm. i have no idea how much <laughs> uh i have uh okay i've got 106 dollars mhm And you know what that's from? Somebody owed you money? <laughs> no, it's... See, for me, no, it's, it's from, always either I owe somebody money or somebody owed me money and no, paid me. It, it, it's actually from giving uh, 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 cash to uh, my, uh, my, uh, my, niece, or my niece and my nephews for, for Christmas, which was in the middle of January. And I, mm. so I actually got cash to do it with. Right. That's what's remaining from that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You it's got a certain a, amount out. And, I got a certain yeah. amount out, whatever it yeah. was, you know, and, yeah. and, and uh, the hundred and, and that will sit in there for yeah. ages. Yeah. See that. Like six months from now, I'll be like, oh, Ex- except if one of the, if it's one of the kids' birthdays and I'm back there, it's like, cause they're all at the age. You don't buy gifts anymore. They don't right. want right. gifts from Uncle Gary. Mm-hmm. They want cash, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. And and so, uh, which by the way, I'm I'm okay with. <laughs> for their, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what to get you. So that's where my sister would call me and say, "Here's what your niece wants." Okay, right. Because right. <laughs> I don't know what to get. 
but yeah, I don't, uh, I, you know, I don't carry much cash at all. And yeah, I can't commit a crime. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know I can't commit a crime because my electronic, <laughs> my electronic travels are there for everybody to see. And, uh, you know, yeah. then if you have the toll tag, mm-hmm. you know, when I, whenever I go into the airport to park, yeah, you know, it's like you yeah. walk in, hello, Gary McNamara. Mm-hmm. Well, can't really burglarize a bank and and go traveling yeah. with all the cameras everywhere with yeah you know, it's can, so tough to get away with things these days that's the problem yeah <laughs> i can't do evil it's well it's i don't you know it, it what's interesting is is that i you'll see every once in a while you'll see the did you know that the iphone is tracking everything well you yeah. know it has gps right you use the GPS for everything. I, in fact, I was uh, listening to some people talk saying, "No, I'll, I'll just put it on because I want the GPS will show me if there's traffic and everything. Even if I know where I'm going, I'll turn it on, you know, and I just use it as a habit. And that way, if something comes up in traffic, I'll be alerted to it, and it helps me, which is the way you're supposed to use it. But then it's <laughs> on social media." The iPhone is tracking your every movement. It's designed to do that, and that's part of the participation of that kind of technology. You know, I mean, it it just seems like we it's we put everything out there on our social media, you know. And but I don't want anybody tracking me. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I get it for those who, and I do know somebody who, if he could get away with it for what he does for a living, if he could get away with it, it wouldn't be a smartphone. It would be phone calls and texts, and that's and that's it. A very unsmartphone. Writing letters in cursive. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, that would be it. And he wouldn't put an, a return address on it because he wouldn't want people tracking. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, we we live the life though where information is everything to us. That's just the reality of what we live in. Well, I mean, there there's going you're going to leave an electronic trail, yeah. Uh, and and that's going to be the case. I'm I'm watching um, a documentary. It's just a short documentary uh, on uh, the Malaysian airline. Uh, disappearance and all the theories that they were working and have been working. Do you realize next year that'll be four or uh, 10 years? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was 10 years. since crazy. Since Don Lemon asked it, it, if it could have been, been sucked into a black hole. <laughs> it's been, in fact, this week is, uh, yesterday was nine years, March 8th. Wow, it's crazy, and you know all the theories and and everything else that that are out there. But part of it is, of course, you know the electronic trail. Now with a a uh, you know an airliner with with uh, commercial airlines, of course that's going to be the case. It's all about that, uh, so that it can be trafficked and 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 navigated as such. But there's so much electronic evidence on everything and everybody these days that yeah. It'd be pretty hard to get away with the crime. While well, we go back to the um, uh, the 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 killings 
in uh, in Idaho. You know, the four individuals that were killed and the suspect and and what they were, how the authorities were tracking things and mm-hmm. and the electronic trail that was left there. And it makes you ask the question, well, wait, was was he not aware of that? You know, if, yeah. if, if he's if he is doing these crimes, would he not be aware that your phone is going to leave an electronic trail that all of these things are going to basically tell the story well, of where you were? Probably a lot of people learn for the first time about the, uh, you know, the the DNA backtracking. Yeah. Right, that they don't have to get you. No, they get you, they get your DNA, and somebody's gone on one of the websites. One of your family, that, one, one of your family, and they can relate it and go, "Okay, it's not this person, but this is a immediate relative of this person." Exactly. Even a cousin that yeah, you don't a cousin, ever talk whatever. to. Yeah, exactly. You know that, and so it you, leads the authorities so, to so that. You, so you can narrow it down yeah. from three hundred and thirty million people, right, to fifty, right. Which means you're going to catch the person. And you're going to yeah. know who did it. And then you get vehicle description and everything else, and you apply that, right. and then you've narrowed it down right. to 12. And then you wait till they walk in a restaurant yep. and take a sip of yep. a drink. Yep. They throw the cup out. You grab the cup. You match it. Yep. Boom. Yep. Absolutely. So I, I'm not going to commit first-degree murder. I'm, yeah, I decided yeah. the rest I of would, my life I'm yeah. going to be murder-free. Well, that's okay. It, it helps us keep our stance that we are officially against Murder. Murder and, yes. and crimes. Yeah. 866-90-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on compliance, safety, accountability. To determine a driver's compliance, safety, accountability, or CSA score, safety event data is recorded and compared against that of other drivers. Drivers are given a CSA score, but unlike motor carrier scores, driver scores are only visible to enforcement officers during an audit. However, drivers' most recent five years of crash data and three years of roadside inspection data is made available to potential employers via the pre-employment screening program. So it's a good idea for drivers to review their online PSP record from time to time. A request for data review can be submitted via data cues to have errors corrected or to have a non-preventable crash designation indicated for a crash. In the event a current or previous carrier is audited, Records on drivers with high CSA scores will be targeted first, but individual drivers are not subject to CSA interventions like motor carriers. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, well, the uh, House Committee yesterday held a hearing uh, to ban transgender athletes in uh, in school sports. We will mm. get uh, to that. Com- uh, excuse me. Not transgender athletes in school sports. That's, again, a wrong headline. Yeah, it is, right. It is, Incorrect. It, yes. It is uh, uh, biological men competing against biological women. Right is the is the concern of what's going on. It's not banning transgender athletes from school sports, but again, I believe these headlines are purposely done to give the wrong impression about what's going on. But we'll get to that coming up.
On your smart speaker, say, Play Red Eye Radio. And, if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, just a couple of moments here on uh, on, on DeSantis and, and what he is uh, going through. You know, we talked about the, uh, well, the uh, the fake presidential historian, Michael Beschelos, on MSNBC this past weekend, mm-hmm. you know, coming up and, and calling DeSantis basically Mussolini, you yeah, know, for the book right. banning, as yeah. if... As if DeSantis is because what they're saying is they're not they're not telling you the entire story. They're not right, saying right. No, we're talking about what we let children see. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about book banning for adults. Right. We're talking about things that are pretty salacious, just yeah. like the "Don't say uh, gay" quote, "Don't say gay" law. End of quote, which was a, not a "Don't say gay" law. Right. They said that because they couldn't defend teaching sexualized content to five, six, and seven-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Well, you're censoring. You're censoring. Well, yeah, we do with kids all the time. Yeah, yeah they're kids. And and so the uh, this uh, uh, the whole thing of the, the book ban hoax, so DeSantis took that on yesterday. And this is the best ever. I mean, this is the best ever. Media outlets were accused of inadvertently proving Governor DeSantis right after it was revealed that some lie feeds to his presentation on the book ban hoax were cut for displaying sensitive and explicit content. On Wednesday, the governor hosted a video presentation addressing the media narrative surrounding his efforts to remove political and sexual content from Florida school libraries during what he described as debunking the mainstream media. DeSantis featured a video display displaying of books that had been banned from school libraries. After these images were featured, it was reported that local news affiliates cut the live feed, suggesting that they were too explicit to put on their TV station's newscast. The claim was confirmed uh, by WFLA, that's Tampa, investigative journalist, uh, Marsha Saidi, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, I'm not sure, who revealed that her station's feed went down for the five-minute presentation featuring the book images. Our feed is back up on WFLA after the five-minute video showing sexually explicit content Mm. uh, from the books that DeSantis' office said were found in Florida schools. She said, she later explained, I'll say it again. When we were told sexually explicit content would be shown, We went down. They stopped broadcasting. Yeah. I am not disputing that. I emailed my newsroom concerned. Then after that, uh, after that happened around 1121, we had an an unrelated technical uh, issue. Hmm. I am not saying we would have aired that content. It was explicit. 
I have not seen that on our news before. Well. <laughs> there would have to be a discussion and management approval. Wow. However, uh, the uh, warning is why we did not show it. DeSantis remarked on news feeds being cut after the video had concluded. So first of all, I think that video, I think some of the news had to cut the feed because it's too graphic what was in the book being shown to kids. Yeah. So a lot of what's been going on is an attempt to create a political narrative, and it's a false political narrative, and that's bad enough as it is, I guess. But for me, the important thing is that it's a false narrative. And these are the things that are being shown to our kids. Right. Which, again, makes the point. No, it's a, it, it's exactly the point. It's exactly the point, yeah. If there has to be a discussion as to whether you can even air that, right. then there shouldn't be any discussion as to whether it should be available to young children. Right. In fact, it's the whole reason you don't air that is because young children could be watching. It's not about keeping it from adults. Right. Now, many adults may find it offensive, but in terms of the subject matter, it's intrusive in a way that families would look at that and say, I don't want my kids seeing that, and you guys didn't give us any kind of warning, and you guys shouldn't be broadcasting that. That's the whole idea of keeping that kind of content off the air. Uh, so DeSantis also addressed the other thing, that, and we had talked about this the other day, mm. where some Florida legislature, legislator, excuse me, not legislature, legislator, uh, introduced a, a, a bill, uh, and it was a Republican state senator, and we brought it up immediately to say, here's when Republicans do stupid things, right? Yeah. And it was a bill that said, would require political bloggers in Florida to register the state if, if register with the state if they're covering state officials, including the governor. We said, well, that's ridiculous. You don't need to be a blogger. I mean, what's a right. blogger? It's like saying I have to be registered in order to blog something on the internet if I'm covering someone. It's it would be absolutely unconstitutional. I don't know who this, and I'm sorry, but he's an idiot for proposing this, and we said it's got nothing to do with DeSantis. Well, yeah. DeSantis talked about it yesterday. He said, they attached my picture to it, you know, as if it's me in order to fundraise and do other things. Here's DeSantis' comment on that yesterday. So you just, Manny just mentioned, like, you know, they try to, whatever they can use a cudgel against me just because I'm a target, that's fine. Um, I do kind of chuckle, and I mentioned it yesterday. Whatever something happens in Florida... It could have nothing, I mean, nothing remotely to do with me. 
if they could try to make it better, they put my picture up there. Florida does this. They did a thing. There was a, a, a legislator that filed the bill uh, that the media, um, you know, didn't like, and I, and I, you know, I said it's not something that I support. Uh, purportedly, that bloggers would need to register with the state under certain circumstances. So they'd be reporting on this, and they'd have my picture on there when this is not a bill that I've advocated for. It's a, not a, not a concept I support. I don't support, but yet they do it because they get more clicks if they if it's if it's if, if they can rope me into it. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, that's it, it. Really, is it? They know that that he's the star, so you can get and and it's what the um, former editor of the New York Times said about Trump. If we write us, if they wrote a story about Trump, subscription rates would skyrocket. And so now it's DeSantis. I think probably to a large extent it still is Trump with certain organiz- news organizations, but they know if they're going to do anything about anything in Florida, you put DeSantis's picture on it. And immediately the emotion goes. You know, and wherever the emotion goes, that's where the clicks will follow. What did he do now? And, you well, know, that that's, look. Well, those are the two issues that Beschloss on MSNBC the other day. Yeah. You know, the basis for DeSantis's Mussolini. Mm. Yeah. Right. And again, the, the only thing is, you're going to have to explain uh, to anybody out there who's willing to believe that they're going to have to look up who Mussolini is because I'm sure they don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If they right. don't, if the majority of them don't, can't name the three branches of government. government. Right. <laughs> and what was the percentage on couldn't name one branch of government? It was fairly high. Was it a Fifth, third? Uh, no, uh, that couldn't name one, one was twenty five percent. Was it twenty five? Could yeah. not name one single branch of the government. And then fifty six percent could not name all three. Yeah, go back to Hitler because Mussolini isn't gonna. You're not gonna get. You know, they if they can't name, if they can't name the three branches of government. You're using the bad comparison. Use the devil, but if you use the well, devil, then you imply you believe in God. Wouldn't it be easier just to say? I mean, you could bypass all of that and just say. DeSantis is Trump. <laughs> no, there's the more modern comparison. Or, or if you want to go back a little bit, DeSantis is Bush. Yeah. Because Bush was also Hitler. Yeah, I, I if you didn't say, want to use Hitler. No, I like the Trump one because, you know, uh, <laughs> Trump is Hitler, Satan, all of them rolled into one, according to them. So, yeah, no, just say DeSantis is Trump. By the way, they have already said that, I don't know, a number of times. He's just the next Trump. He's just like Trump. Was funny because I did get an email from somebody who said I was I died laughing when when you said well, I had brought up I said you know they've used Hitler they've used mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, Hitler Mussolini uh, 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 who was it? Stalin mm-hmm. uh, Mussolini Paul Pot and you yeah. said well nobody knows who Paul Pot is in this day and age yes. and he said he burst out laughing he goes that was so funny because <laughs> so yeah. there was the point you know yeah Cause, exactly because I had used Dick Durbin right using the mm-hmm. genocidal maniac. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Cambodia, uh, Paul Pot, right? Uh, you know, and comparing U.S. troops to that genocidal maniac, right? Back, uh, probably what about two thousand three, two thousand four, something like that. Yeah, was, was it that was, long ago? Might have been. Yeah. I can't remember. It was about. Well, it was Gitmo. It was about Gitmo. Yeah, so, right. 
Yeah. He was comparing U.S. troops to Pol Pot, mm-hmm. which again was and, – and again, that's – you know, this guy's still in there. He's a, he's a total yeah, – right. complete total political hack, doesn't care who he demonizes, doesn't care about U.S. troops right. at all. And uh, he still is a major leader within the Democratic Party today. Yep, sure is. Right there at the top. Yeah. I mean, he's part of, you know, but this is the entire, um, you know, uh, problem that they have. They keep trying to move on to the next big evil comparison. <laughs> but I'm with you. I think they should use Trump. More people know. Wow. Get this. More people know who Trump is than can name the three branches of government. So that's an easy that's an easy comparison. Yeah. Just say just compare everybody to Trump. You've now. got so many people that hate him. Just compare everybody to Trump now. Uh he's just he's like Trump. By the way, they've already done that with with uh Governor DeSantis. He's just yeah. the next Trump. He's well, just mean, the next Trump. Politico did have that article the other yeah. day. Well, you know something? There's no real difference between DeSantis yeah. Yeah. and Trump. Right. Yeah. And you know, and that's based where they stand on the issues. But as right. you said, there are a number of factions of Republicans. But on the five or six major issues, I think there's probably agreement with 95% of Republicans yeah. on the five, six, seven major issues that exist out there right now that the American public is concerned well, about. Well, and, 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 and with Republicans, you can even extrapolate it out on the main issues on things like border security, the economy, all of that. The majority of Americans stand with them on it. That's what that's what the branding is all about. That's where branding can kill you or help you. It's yeah. how you get out and sell it. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, we're going to have some fun over the next couple of years, are we not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, House uh, committee uh, held a hearing yesterday on a bill to ban transgender athletes from from uh, school sports. That's an ac- inaccurate headline. Mm-hmm. To bar uh, biological males yeah. from playing female sports right. uh, is what it would, uh, uh, what it would be. Uh, it would... Uh, ban transgender athletes from playing school sports according to their chosen gender. It would mm-hmm. be sex. And what they're saying is here, and this uh, House committee is is uh, is looking into the fact that, and it is true, that the Democrats have perverted the entire uh, meaning of Title IX. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, was that poll out there? Was it 77% of Americans uh, believe that the liberal transgender activist movement in this country harms women yeah um and because it does and and everybody can see it now the question is does that mean with this growing consensus that you're going to see more people standing way. up 77 percent of voters believe biden's title nine rules the way that they interpret it which was not which, the way it was intended right uh harms harms women yeah well, because it does. because it does yeah and and if you if you have that kind of 
uh, you know, polling, those numbers against your agenda, how do you not turn that around? How do you keep that going is my question. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? (laughs) You pay me more. Jeff Smith teaches on the sliding scale. (laughs) Those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.